What's up, Night we're, Swimmers? We're we're doing this thing now where we record the intro after we record the podcast. N- I don't know what you're talking about. What did? No, we don't. We have you're no right. idea what what we talked about. If I had to guess what I researched, I would have to say um, Bigfoot. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. Well, I guess we'll just have to find out. I guess we will. Let me ask you a quick question, Doug. Um, if you had to choose between uh, saving your girlfriend from death or saving your entire family from death, who Dude, would you pick? What the heck? Who would you pick? <laughs> well, um... Dude, fuck you, man. Who would you pick? Who would you pick, Jackson? I'm breaking... <laughs> you- who would you oh, pick? Break it. Come on, just I give can't me, hear, give me. hear you. Hello and welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am Douglas, and here we have our friend Jackson. There we go. There it is. Cracked that, didn't even, my... that didn't even sound like a knuckle crack. Oh, well, I cracked my knuckle, but uh, we're back. My, my tooth! Week, part four of the Monster Series. We've got Ow. one more after. Shut up. We've it got hurts. one more after this. And then we've I haven't got seen a... you all day. I know. I've been... Have you ever noticed this microphone smells weird? No, no. this one. No, let me smell it. Here, smell it real quick. Ew! Sorry. Don't... Don't put your nose on it. I have to smell I it. I gotta clean it now. Don't look at my belly. <laughs> hey, stop it! You're not punching me. Have you Have you never noticed? Oh no, I've never messed up. I've never Dude, smelt this it. Is all falling over. Why don't we fix our mics we before have, we really before we start recording? Have fixed it before. Well, that's on you. My mic is good. Yeah, whatever. Well, I set it all up. Well, Douglas, before we record, as always, I'm starting this new thing where I think of a random question each week to ask you and make some little discussion. Yeah. What is the best movie theater snack? The best movie theater snack. It's definitely something that you can bring into the theater without buying it there. Because, you know, that's expensive. Um, Something sweet. Mm -hmm. I would say... I would say the um, miniature uh, Kit Kats. Or or the mini Reese's, you know, that come in the bags. Because those are easily oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. easily hidden. Well, and I I have. Uh, I know exactly what you're gonna say. What am I? I uh, I am a uh, fan of yeah. Whataburger, and I've <laughs> snuck Whataburger in in my pants before <laughs> I to have a watch video White Boy Rick. Yeah. Um, while that is a good option, I very much enjoy the cookie dough. I, yes, that's what I was. And yes. the Airhead Extreme bite size. Uh-huh. Those are yeah, damn good. Those are good. I also, uh, I like me some Skittles. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. I, you can't go wrong with Skittles. I love some Skittles. Hold on, let me fix my mic. cannot go wrong bit. with that. You can't. Is that good? It. Yeah. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. There we go. I got yeah. it. Okay, we fixed it. And then, so you, you're feeling uh, bite-sized Kit Kats? Yeah, I'm probably bite size yeah. airhead extreme. I mean, like whenever I go to a theater, I I always have to get popcorn. And How do you butter up your popcorn? The way anybody else does it, you douse it. 
I do it the way I thought of this one time. I've now taught my dad how to do it. It's the only way he knows how. You stick a straw. You didn't think of that. I swear. No. I literally didn't. was sitting there one day and I was like, I know I wasn't like the first person to think of it. I know Two. like people thought about it like on the internet. On the video. But I literally like I thought about it randomly like while I was there and I was like, wouldn't it make more sense to like layer it? So I I do this every time I go get popcorn in a movie theater. I stick a straw straight down the middle of it. You butter up down it, and then you slowly pull the straw up as to layer, essentially, it the entire thing. It doesn't spread out, though. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it no, does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Why Because I remember it? we were... It Let was... me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. So what, so what I do is, is I... You put it down the middle. I put it down the middle. Pour the, I you pour the butter, and then I slowly yeah. pull the straw up yeah. to butter the whole thing. If... It soaks into the middle part, not the, the edges. No, listen, I do like a good bit each layer, and then I, I douse the entire top as to get, you know, it seeping down the sides. I've never had unbuttered popcorn. I've had unbuttered popcorn. And you know who made that unbuttered popcorn? You did. It wasn't me. It was you. It wasn't me. Because I remember we went to go see, I think it was Deadpool. Deadpool 2. When we all went, all of our friends. Man, I didn't have you, you, popcorn. Yes, you did. You buttered, no, I you buttered a popcorn. I did not have popcorn. Oh, no, I did. Yeah. Because I was in and front of there the were, line. There were a couple of us complaining that it wasn't buttered enough, even though you were bragging because, that no, you buttered it. We were it. rushed because, remember, do you know why? Because uh, who was it that we had to drive to? No, we had to wait for Drew. Yeah. Remember, Drew took forever. We Still. sat, me, you, and Spencer <laughs> sat at the damn Sonic for like a half hour waiting for Drew. Then we oh, went yeah. and we picked up Preston we as sit, well. We didn't sit that long. We sat a long time. Well, I mean, still. Speaking of Preston, uh, as if you've been listening to us for since at least uh, November 16th, 2018, you will know that a man by the name of Preston Hart, who's been a longtime listener, uh, was on that episode. It was our one year anniversary. And he shared a lovely topic about how Hitler uh, never died and made his way to, like, Argentina or something. We recently, earlier today, me and Douglas have a lovely group chat with him. Uh, we we will not release learned, the name of that group chat. Shut up. That's, see, now people are going to wonder. You don't even mention <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Anyway, we recently got a message from him that uh, I'll read it. I'll read out exactly what he said so I can put him on blast. He said, I've changed my opinion. Hitler died. There's no way. He did too many drugs. 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 <laughs> drugs. I didn't know this. This part hurt me the most. I found a new podcast. Yeah, yeah that, that got to me too. What the funk? <gasps> he then said, to explain his reasoning, he had 90 different hardcore drugs injected by a doctor every single day. His veins collapsed and these drugs developed so many diseases. I then asked him, a new podcast, you know, do you like her more than us? <laughs> so far, I can't tell if he hasn't answered or chosen to not answer, but... I feel like, I feel like he's, he thinks that he's screwed up because he's like, oh, I, I wasn't supposed to mention that. That shit hurt. Yeah. That one cut deep. I'm, contemplating, have, have scars now. I'm contemplating deleting the episode. Don't delete the episode. That's our one year. Yeah, man, he's he, he's made calls too. He's done so much, and we've given him so much love on this podcast. I guess all the love has to go towards Katie oh, now. Shit, <laughs> I completely messed up how this episode's supposed to be titled. What? Oh shit! 
No, I was wondering why it looked so weird. What is it? Our last episode, it's supposed to be, all the episodes are supposed to be, like, the episode number. I just updated it. And then, like, what it is. So, like, it'd be, like, uh, like 27, Monster Series Part 2, Mothman. The last episode, I did Monster Series Part 3, 28, hyphen, hyphen. And then I did it, so it was I really see. weird. But I fixed it now. I didn't notice that till just now, but we are fixed, and we are ready to go. So I was listening um, to... Uh, what, t- what time do you have to leave? Two. Like, stop recording at two? You think it's going to go on that long? It's a good bit of information. We have over an hour. Okay. All right, well, well, we have... Out. Yeah. My car's just right outside. Okay. Uh, so, I think you're going to have to drive me to the library. Of course. All right. We're, continue. It works. But um, so I was listening to the, our friends at... Uh, our friend Miles Biggs at the RTJ podcast and uh, did an interview with the Back Pocket. So the, this is one of the things that st- stuck like stuck out at me. Um, I don't know if like we talked about it on our our interview with him, or if I just heard it somewhere, or somewhere I don't know. Um, but I, I heard it on the interview that uh, they had with him and said like all like ninety something percent of new podcast episode seven. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, where where did you hear that? I've heard that from like Dax Shepard, yeah. uh, back pocket. Yeah, I think. Uh, Relish the journey, probably. Yeah. Uh, Dude, like we're on. What is this going to be? Twenty nine. This, this will be our thirty first, thirty first new era episode Dude, total. This is so confusing. What I know. Done. I'm going to stop <laughs> talking about it. But this will be our 28, 29, because I'm counting. I only label, well, like, I, I didn't label add, properly. Add all, this, 31. add all the SoundCloud so, episodes. So we're at like. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're plus at like 60, 31 plus. 60 something episodes. I can't. Like, that we've made. It, we're at, it's around 60 or 70. Or 50. 31 plus 26. The 57. Yeah. <laughs> plus like 12, I think. Plus 12. I think so. Because remember, first on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a confusing, well, confusing um, thing. CastBox has every single one of our episodes that we've uploaded onto Spotify and iTunes. So, uh, I think we yeah, should probably just get into we this. We should get into this. We'll, we'll do this later. But, uh, I don't know what you have planned. Today, know. Doug, is part four of the Monster Series. It's my last time doing a monster for a while, probably, because I have a lot of lists, like a lot of stuff listed that I want to try and cover. Um, so today I thought we'd cover probably the most famous and oldest known monster out Loch there Loch Ness Monster. Nessie. Nessie, I got it. Now, for those of you who don't know, who doesn't yourself, know? Who? What is the Loch Ness monster? Who? Well, in Scottish folklore, the Loch Ness monster, or Nessie, is a creature said to inhabit Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Loch. It is often described as large in size, with a long neck and one or more humps protruding from the water. Popular interest and belief in the creature has varied since it was brought to worldwide attention in 1933. Evidence of its existence is anecdotal, with a few disputed photographs and sonar readings. Wow. The scientific community regards the Loch Ness Monster as a phenomenon without biological basis, explaining sightings 
as hoaxes, wishful thinking, and the misidentification of mundane objects. Can you do this in a Scottish accent? Probably not. Yeah. I, I would Definitely get it, not. I would, <laughs> I'd get it mixed up with like Irish or something. I can't so? even do it. What is uh? What is um? The the movie Brave is that's Scottish, right? Yeah. You could do that. Ow! If you had gosh. A chance to change your fate. Would you? Would you? In Scottish folklore. Oh, that's not that's bad. That's good. <laughs> I'm not gonna do, do you saying stuff. It's, okay, it's right, kind of right, it's kind of hot. Uh, the word monster was reportedly applied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I can do a Scottish accent. Yeah, there I found you go. out. Accent. <laughs> accent. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm yeah. just so I uh, I accidentally closed out any photographs I had on oh the Loch Ness monster. How do you do that? How do you do? I that? Don't remember. So we're just gonna. I'm just gonna. Well, I will. Uh, I will see if I can. While you're doing that, no. I'm whenever just, something happens, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can balance my phone up like this. No, we're done. We're done. Ready? Oh, didn't work. <sighs> I thought that cracked my screen so, for a second. The word "monster" was reportedly applied for the first time to the creature on May second, nineteen thirty-three, by Alex Campbell. Uh, on he was a part-time journalist. Uh, at like, and he was a water bailiff for Loch Ness. Water. Water bailiff is apparently like, um, like a water police thing. <laughs> like Coast Guard. Maybe. So on August fourth, I don't same know why year, I thought of. Um, you know how they have the, like the Scottish games and people run on logs and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's like part of that. <laughs> but so on August fourth of the same year, the Invern Inverness Courier. Published a report by Londoner George Spicer that several weeks earlier, while they were driving around the lock, he and his wife saw the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that, that I have ever seen in my life. That was a quote by him. Uh, Dinosaur. Trundling across the road toward the lock with an animal in its mouth. Letters begin appearing in the courier, often anonymously, claiming land or water sightings by the writer, their family, or acquaintances, or remembered stories. The accounts reached the media, which described a monster fish, sea serpent, or dragon, and eventually settled on Loch Ness Monster. So on December 6th of that same year, the first purported photograph of the monster, taken by Hugh Gray, was published in the Daily Express. And the Secretary of State for Scotland soon ordered police to prevent any attacks on it. In 1934, interest was further piqued by the surgeon's photograph. That year, R.T. Gould published an account of the author's investigation and a record of reports predating 1933. Other authors have claimed sightings of the monster dating to the 6th century A.D. Huh. So now... In, in, in Loch Ness? Uh, yeah, I think or it's just like in, around... Specifically that area. I think... It, what's that dinosaur that's got the little flippers and it's... Uh, Megalodon. That's a shark. It's a prehistoric shark. Wow. One of the, you know, the ones that are... It could be like giant seals that... I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm know. trying to do the flipper thing. God, this mic. That's what I weird. think it is. I don't like the smell of this mic. What's wrong with the mic? I don't know. So, <laughs> little history. So, the earliest report of a monster in the vicinity of Loch Ness appears in The Life of St. Columbia. It's an uh written by 
Adam Man. <laughs> Who? Adam Adam Man? Maybe it'll tell me if I Adam Nan? thing. Adam Adam? It's Adam Adam Nan. Adam Nan. Adam Nan. Adam Nan. Uh, which was written in sixth century AD. According to Adam Adamon Adam Nan, writing about a century after the events describe wait. This what? I don't know. The words Come confuse on, me sometimes. So So according to Adamon, writing about a century after the events described uh, Irish monk St. Columbia was staying in the land of the Peaks with his companions when he encountered local residents bearing a man by the river Ness. They explained that the man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast, which mauled him and dragged him underwater. Although they tried to rescue him in a boat, he was dead. Huh. Columbia. Oh. Excuse me. You born yourself? No. <laughs> Columbia sent a follower, Lejuin Mokumin, to swim across the river. The beast approached him, but Columbia, uh, take this as you will, made the sign of the cross and said, Go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. The creature stopped as if it had been pulled back with ropes and fled, and Columbia's men and the peaks gave thanks for what they perceived as a miracle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, believers in this in the monster point to this story set in the River Ness, rather than the lock itself, as evidence for the creature's existence as early as the 6th century. Skeptics question the narrative's reliability, nothing, noting that water beast stories were extremely common in medieval hag- hagiographies, and Adamnon's tale probably recycles a common motif attached to a local tra- landmark. Huh. Uh, according to other skeptics, Adam... Adamnon's story may be independent of the modern Loch Ness monster legend and became attached by to it by believers seeking to bolster their claims. Bolster. And so some dude named Ronald Benz <laughs> <laughs> considers that this is the most serious of various alleged early sightings of the monster, but all other claim sightings of Ford in 1933 are dubious and do not prove a monster tradition before the date. Uh, Chris, do, you have, do you have any stories by... An old guy with white hair, and he's got a pipe in his mouth, and he's a fisherman with an eye patch. No, no, then I'm not interested. <laughs> so Christopher Kearney <laughs> uses a specific historical and cultural analysis of Adamnon to separate Adamnon's story about Saint Columbia from the modern myth of the Loch Ness monster, but finds an earlier and culturally significant use of Celtic water beast folklore along the way. In doing so, he also discredits any strong connection between Kelpies or water horses and the modern media augmented creation of the Loch Ness monster. Kelpies. Yeah. So. Kelpies. Flash. Flash forward. To today. To October of 1871/72, and a man by the name of D. McKenzie of Balnan. What is with these towns? Reportedly saw an object resembling a log or an upturned boat wriggling and churning up the water. The object moved slowly at first, disappearing at a faster speed. Mackenzie sent his story in a letter to Rupert Gould in 1934, shortly after popular interest in the monster increased. Hmm. So, you know, who knows? I feel like all these people were just... 
high on something. It could have been smoking peyote. Yeah. So, modern interest. Quotation marks, yeah. Uh, in the monster was sparked by sighting on July 22nd, 1933, when George Spicer, who we talked about earlier, was and his wife saw a most extraordinary form of animal cross the road in front of their car. They described the creature as having a large body, about four feet high and 25 feet long, Jeez. and a long, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk, and as long as the 10 to 12 foot width of the road. They saw no limbs. It lurched across the road towards the lock 20 yards away, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth in its wake. Dude, you sound like a robot. I'm reading information about the <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. It's a lot of information. An elephant's trunk? Was that your attempt at something funny? Yeah, no, I was just surprised. The neck is as big as the elephant's trunk. It's slightly thicker than oh. an elephant's trunk. Okay, sorry. It has been claimed that sightings of the monster increased after a road was built along the lock in early 1933, bringing workers and tourists to the formerly isolated area. However, that Ben's dude has described this as the myth of the lonely lock, as it was far from isolated before then, due to the construction of the Caledonian Canal. Caledonian. Yeah. That sounds familiar. So... Hugh Gray's photograph. It's the most popular photograph of... It isn't. Oh, this isn't the one? No, the most popular one you're thinking of is the surgeon's photograph. Which oh. I will get to. But Hugh Gray's, I thought they were the same person. Hugh Gray's photograph taken near Foyers on November 12th of 1933 was the first photograph alleged to, de alleged to depict the monster. So I'm going to show you the picture real quick. It's right there. Here's a... Uh, oh, I haven't a seen that. Bunch of Google images. It's kind of hard to describe blurry. what it is, but I'm sure we'll post it. But it's <laughs> and this one has got lines outlining it. <laughs> These are just little stumps for it's, its limbs. It's very interesting about what we're looking at. Yeah. That's supposedly the first photograph of it. That's funny. So uh, it was slightly blurred, and it has been noted that if one looks closely, the head of a dog can be seen. Well, now I want to look closely. The head of a dog? I don't see a dog. I see the head of a dog. I do not see a dog. Dog. Uh, Gray had taken his Labrador for a walk that day, and it is suspected that the photograph depicts his dog fetching a stick from the lock. <laughs> Others have suggested the photograph depicts an otter or a swan. And the That's not a swan. Yeah, so the original negatives of the photo was lost. However, in 1963, Maurice Burton came into, two, came into possession of two lantern slides, uh, contact positives from the original negative. And when projected on screen, it revealed an otter rolling on the surface in characteristic fashion. <laughs> so that was it's kind of pointless. Yeah, that was... Uh... So, <laughs> so Those on, damn otters! <laughs> so on January 5th of 1934, uh, an, a motorcyclist, Arthur Grant, claimed to have nearly hit the creature while approaching Ab, Ab, Abriacan which is near the northeastern end of the lock, at about 1 a.m. on a moonlit night. And according to Grant, it had a small head attached to a long neck. The creature saw him and crossed the road back to the lock. Grant, a veterinary student, described it as a cross between a seal and a plesiosaur. He said he dismounted and followed it to the lock, but only saw ripples. Grant produced a sketch of the creature, which was examined by zoologist Maurice Burton. Oh, 
Same dude. Maurice. Who stated it was consistent with the appearance and behavior of an otter. <laughs> Regarding the long size of the creature reported by Grant, it has been suggested that this was a faulty observation due to the poor light conditions. Paleontologist Darren Nash has, hey has suggested that Grant may up, have bitch? seen either an otter. Hey, ha, bitch. Ah! <laughs> Throw back to Vine. Yeah. You know, this, this, I'm, it's maybe a stretch here. The beef coon might have something to do with this. They may be mistaken about it being an otter. It could be. It could be a beef coon. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> so, Darren suggested that Grant may have seen either an otter or a seal and exaggerated his sighting over time. So, the surgeon's photograph is reportedly the first photo of the creature's head and neck, supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London gynecologist. I don't know why that's important. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, why did we have to know that he's from London? I know. Yeah, that's not, that's 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 stupid. So this gynecologist, he's a gyno. Uh, he took the photo, and it was published in the Daily Mail on April twenty first, nineteen thirty four. Uh, Wilson's refusal to have his name associated with it led to it being known as the surgeon's photograph. According to Wilson, he was looking at the lock when he saw the monster, grabbed his camera, and snapped four photos. Only two exposures came out clearly. The first reportedly shows a small head and back, and the second shows a similar head in diving position. The first photo became well-known, and the second attracted little publicity because of its blurriness. Real quick, here's the famous surgeon's photo. Yeah. The most famous It looks photo. like super small, though. That's what I've always thought. I've always like, thought it looks on that really small. That's fake. Yeah, I just want to look at it. It's like a... You can't... It's like a... It's a YouTube clip, but... Yeah, I mean, it just looks like a little stick sticking up out of the water. Because look at the ripples around it. It's It looks very small. It's a little baby. It's a little baby. baby. Little baby lock. Uh, so all, although for a number of years the photo was considered evidence of the monster, skeptics dismissed it as driftwood, an elephant. Yeah, no, I've heard the drift. An like, otter or a hold bird. On. An elephant? An elephant. In Scotland? <laughs> How does that look like an elephant? I mean, I could the trunk sort of, maybe. Well, what type yeah. of elephant goes underwater and just? It's a it's a drowning out? elephant. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Now it's sad. That is sad. <laughs> Little drowning baby Dumbo. The photo's scale was controversial. It is often shown cropped, making the creature seem large, like the ripple waves, and the ripples like waves. While the uncropped shot shows the other end of the lock and the monster in the center. The ripples in the photo were found to fit the size and pattern of small ripples, unlike large waves photographed up close. Analysis of the original image fostered further doubt, and in 1993, the makers of the Discovery Communications documentary, Loch Ness Discovered, analyzed the uncropped image and found a white object visible in every version of the photo, implying that it was on the negative. It was believed to be the cause of the ripples, as if the object was being towed, although the possibility of a blemish on the negative could not be ruled out. An analysis of the full photograph indicated the object was small, about two to three feet long. It's a little baby. So I'm going to read a lot about this photograph because it's the most famous and there's a lot of, uh, like, concern or, like, a lot of, like, conspiracy, I guess, about the photo. So since 1994, most agree that the photo was an elaborate hoax. It had been accused of being a fake in a December 7th uh, 
article in 1975 in the Sunday Telegraph, which that article fell into obscurity. Uh, details of how the photo was taken was published in the 1999 book Nessie, the Surgeon's Photograph Exposed, which contains a fate a fast a fast a F-A-C-S-I-M-I-L-E. Hold on, let me see it. Right there. A fat... A facsimile? A facsimile? There's no Lee. It'd be like... Facsimile. A facsimile. I don't know. Of the 1975 Sunday Telegraph article. We're not smart. No. The creature was reportedly a toy submarine built by Christian Sperling, the son-in-law of Marmaduke Wetherill. Wetherill had been publicly ridiculed by his employer, the Daily Mail... After he found Nessie footprints, which turned out to be a hoax. To get revenge on the mail, Wetherill perpetrated his hoax with co-conspirators Sperling, who's the sculpture, Ian Weather, Weatherell, his son who bought the material for the fake, and Maurice Chambers, an insurance agent. The toy submarine was those. yeah. The toy submarine was bought from F. W. Woolworths, and its head and neck were made from wood putty. After testing it in a local pond, the group went to Loch Ness, where Ian Weatherlell took the photos near the Alsai Tea House. When they, heard a, when they heard a water bailiff approaching, Duke Weatherell sank the model with his foot, and it is presumably still somewhere in Loch Ness. Ooh, that'd be cool to find. Yeah. Chambers gave the photographic plates to Wilson, a friend of his who enjoyed a good practical joke. Wilson brought the plates to Augustin's, an Inverness chemist, and gave them to George Morrison for development. He sold the first photo of Daily Mail, who then announced that the monster had been photographed. Little is known of the second photo, though. It is often ignored by researchers who believe its quality too poor and its differences from the first photo too great to warrant analysis. It shows a head similar to the first photo with a more turbulent wave pattern and possibly taken at a different time and location in the lock. Some believe it to be an earlier, cruder attempt at the hoax, and others, including Roy McCall and Maurice Burton, Consider it a picture of a diving bird or otter, which Wilson mistook for the monster. According it's to always Morris, an otter. Apparently it's an otter, like always. Why can't people just open their eyes and realize that it might be the beeb coon? I don't know. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to Morrison. <coughs> yeah. Morrison. <coughs> Morrison. Get on the phone. Morrison. Go ahead. Thank you for covering my cough with that. You're welcome. That was much needed. <laughs> so according to him, when the plates were developed, Wilson was uninterested in the second photo. He allowed Morrison to keep the negative, and the second photo re- was rediscovered years later. When asked about the second photo by the Ness Information Service newsletter, Sperling, quote, was vague, thought it might have been a piece of wood they were trying out as a monster, but was not sure. So that's all about the surgeon's you know, photo. You mentioned wood putty. What is wood putty? Uh, I don't know what wood putty is. Is it like putty that looks like wood or putty that keeps wood together? Or is it putty made from wood? I don't really know. (laughs) I'm baffled. I really, I don't know what wood putty is. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares to hear about wood putty. Dude. What's, what's so what, on May 29th, 1938, South African tourist G.E. Taylor filmed something in the lock for three minutes on 16mm color film. The film was obtained by popular science writer Maurice Burton. This dude's everywhere. Who did not 
show it to other researchers. A single frame was published in his 1961 book, The Elusive Monster, and his analysis concluded it was a floating object, not an animal. Here is the video. I will play it. Lightning speed. Climatic conditions and exposure day and night to bleak and stormy weather affected our film, which accounts for the misty results. But this is unimportant in comparison to the achievement of filming the monster itself for the first time in history. Okay, so if you type in Taylor Film Loch Ness, uh, the first thing that pops up is that YouTube video that we just watched. And so what Maurice said it was just a floating object, but it looks like it's moving well, very it fast moving. to be a floating object. And not at lightning speed like he said. No, but like in the thirties, you know, there was no way to like speed up film like that. Yeah. So that that was pretty interesting. That was it looks like something's definitely swimming underwater and it's pretty sizable too, like you can tell just about by like, 15, 25 feet. By like the look of it, it yeah. looks like here, I'll, I'm just playing it back without any. It's taller time. than me. It's it does Maybe. look very big and like it like you can see like it's not something just like floating because it's moving all in one direction. Yeah. Huh. Well, that, that's interesting. I've never actually heard about that. I've never seen that one either. So on August fifteenth of that same year, nineteen thirty-eight, William Fraser, chief constable of Inverness Shire, which is a historic county and Lutency area of Scotland wrote a letter that the monster existed beyond doubt and expressed concern about a hunting party which had arrived with custom with a custom-made harpoon gun determined to catch the monster dead or alive he believed his power to protect the monster from the humans was very doubtful and then the letter was released by the national archives of scotland in april of 2010. so then you know the next thing that pops up is in 1954 so in december of 54 Sonar readings were taken by the fishing boat Rival 3. Its crew noted a large object keeping pace with the vessel at a depth of 479 feet. It was detected for 2,600 feet before contact was lost and regained. And then, uh, so previous sonar attempts before this point were inconclusive or negative. Hmm. So, any, so, so far we've gone through... A good bit of like information. We have a, a lot more information to go to. So, what are your like? I've always been iffy about the Loch Ness monster. Me too. Like, it's. It, I think it's definitely like one of those things that like we want. Like, it's just one of those. Yeah, no, it's one of those things that you want to be real, but like, there's just not a lot of concrete evidence. And I think Scooby Doo did an episode with the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. I remember that one. It was good. It was a good episode. But you think like uh, we still have like we still have like one, Scooby two, said, three, uh, four, five, really? six, seven. We have like eight more things to go over <laughs> before like that was a terrible impression. No, it was not. We have a few more things to go over, like just like from like uh, like to go over like the history or like sightings. So like evidence. Yeah. So Peter McNabb at uh, Ur Court. Castle, Urquhart. Just, just stop. So on July 29th, 1955, uh, he took a photograph that depicted two long black humps in the water. The photograph was not made public until it appeared in Constant White's 1957 book on the subject. Where's the photograph? And uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me type it in real quick. Peter Mick. 
photograph. No. I don't want a photograph. Photo. I don't need it. I think I spelled his name wrong. Yeah, I did. All right. Uh, images. Oh, I've seen this one. So it's kind of hard to see, but it's like that bump right there. It's a big bump. I'm pretty sure that's Urquit Castle. I thought he was at the castle. Yeah, he is, but like that's the castle. And like there's the bumps right there. How did he take a picture of the castle if he's at the castle? He was like at the location of the castle. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> How could he be at the location of the castle? Okay, well. When the castle's that far away. And In the picture. The monster looks cool, though. Really it's weird. So, on October 23rd of 1958... It's soothing. It was published by the Weekly Scotsman. Author Ronald Binns, this dude again, wrote that the phenomenon which McNabb photographed could easily be a wave effect resulting from three trawlers traveling closely together up the lock. Hmm. Okay, now what the hell is a trawler? Trawler. Is that type of boat? Trawler. A trawler is a fishing boat. Ah. That picture doesn't look like a fishing boat at all. Well, it could be. I look, can see how it is. That looks something like a boat. Yeah, but I mean like it might it might be. It looks nothing like a boat. But there's a chance. There's a chance. No, I don't I don't see that looking like a boat <clears throat> at all. It could be a boat. So, other researchers consider the photograph a hoax. Uh, Roy Mac McCall requested to use the photograph in his 1976 book. He received the original negative from McNabb, but discovered it differed from the photograph that appeared in White's book. The tree at the bottom left in White's was missing from the negative. It is suspected that the photograph was doctored by rephotographing a print. So, let's go back to the OG one. There's a tree in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, look, look. So, look. What, 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 what? Look at this one, and then that's the new one. See how it's, like, doctored? Yeah. So, like, you see it, and it's it kind of looks like it's out of position, too. I mean, like, it kind of well, just looks like same it's, it's cropped a little bit. It is cropped. But that... I think that, that might be the it's photo. In the, it's in the same position in the water. It might be the photo he was talking about. It's a big old humpty dump in the water. Yeah. So, we're up to 1960 now. Thank God, dude. So aeronautical engineer Tim Dinsdale filmed a hump which left a wake crossing Lake Loch Ness in the 60, in 1960. Uh, Dinsdale, who reportedly had the, had the sighting on his final day of research, described it as reddish with a blotch on its side. He said that when he mounted his camera, the object began to move, and he shot 40 feet of film. According to Jarik, the op what is Jarik? Uh, oh, the Defense Intelligence Fusion Center in Cambridgeshire. So they changed the name. It's now DIFC. Uh, so the so according to them, the project the object was probably animate, animate, and others were skeptical, saying that the hump cannot be ruled out as being a boat. And when the contrast is increased, a man and a boat can be seen. Hmm. Hmm. In 1993, Discovery Communications produced. The documentary Loch Ness Discovered with a digital enhancement of the film and a person who enhanced the film noticed a shadow in the negative which was not obvious in the developed film. By enhancing and overlaying frames he found what appeared to be the rear boat of a creature underwater. The rear body of a creature underwater. 
Before I saw the film, I thought the Loch Ness Monster was a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancement, I'm not so sure. Here's the film. I'm pretty sure it's this little blip right there. Yeah. Very hard to see. Is there any sound? It's like a little speck. Nope, there's no sound. So if you just type in uh, Dinsdale film Loch Ness, it'll also pop up. This is actually very confusing to kind of like oh it, i kind of like see back yeah, here no, it's like the, that's the best shot see it's got it's like moving like a body like look mm-hmm. like mm, would that be the head right there that just peeping out of the water could be the head and we don't have like like the here let me try and like look at like dinsdale film let me look enhanced uh oh here here we go loch ness plesiosaur Tim Dinsdale, let me mute, if it'll load. Yeah, I understand. It's a Tim Dinsdale 1960 film original reprocessed from the Royal Air Force. Hmm. So here's the here's the film regular. And then uh, maybe this is like the reprocessed one right here. Oh, they just colored it differently. Oh, there it is, zoomed in with enhanced color. That's definitely looks like kind of like a. It's very blurry, but it definitely looks like like a like a body connected to a head, and then. But the head isn't like long. Here it is, enhanced color. Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> and then, what is this? This is it. okay. So that's just some other stuff, but I don't know that one's kind of iffy. I'm not really sure about uh, that one. That yeah. one was a little it, like it. It looked like there was like a body behind it, but I don't yeah, know. I don't know what to make of that. So on May twenty first of nineteen seventy seven, we jumped a while. Anthony Doc Shields, camping next to Urquhart Castle, took some of the clearest pictures of the monster monster until this day. Shields, a magician and psychic, Ooh. claimed to have summoned the animal out of the water. <laughs> I believe this one. This one's this one's on my radar. He later described it as an elephant squid, claiming <laughs> the yes, <laughs> claiming the long neck shown in the photograph is actually the squid's trunk, and that a white spot at the base of the neck is its eye. The only squids I like are the ones with trunks. That's it. That's all I need. Uh, due to the lack of ripples, it has been declared a hoax by a number of people and received its name, Loch Ness Muppet. Because of its stage look. So let me just pull up the. Muppet! Oh my god, that looks bad. What? I think that's it. Look, they have pictures of actual Muppets. Like, look, that's what he's talking about as the eye. And that's like its trunk. Huh. Okay, so yeah, that one's. That's weird. That one's definitely pretty iffy. I don't know, I don't, man. I don't know about that one. She's a psychic. <laughs> That's some bad juju if you doubt her. You think? Yeah. Okay, so the next thing. So on May 26, 2007, 55-year-old laboratory technician Gordon Holmes videotaped what he said was this jet black thing about 46 feet long moving fairly fast in the water. Adrian Shine, a marine biologist at the Loch Ness 2000 Center in Drummondrocket. What is with these names, dude? It's in a different country. Described the footage as among the best footage he had ever seen. 
BBC Scotland broadcasted the video on May 29th of that same year. STV News North Tonight aired the footage on May 28th of that year and interviewed Holmes. Sean was also interviewed and suggested that the footage was an otter, seal, or water bird. Water bird. So, let's see how long this video is. Oh, there's an ad, of course. So, again, this is just, you type in, uh, like, Holmes video Loch Ness. Oh, let's do new. Let's hear it. He could have captured the Loch Ness monster on videotape. Yorkshireman Gordon Holmes was carrying out That's experiments. Here, I skipped forward. Could this be the Loch Ness monster? This footage was taken at the weekend by an amateur scientist who happened to spot a fast-moving creature swimming across the world-famous loch. Gordon Holmes from Yorkshire had been undertaking some amateur scientific tests on the loch, recording sounds from the deep with special hydrophonic equipment. But nothing prepared him for the prospect of actually setting eyes on what could be the elusive Nessie, an event he luckily captured on film. I suspect that um, if they can't quite figure out quickly what it is, it'll take years for them of continual argument. And who knows, if it, if it turns out to be an unknown uh, creature, unknown species, um, that's going to flood the uh, local tourism in the area. Gordon took his tape to local experts who say it warrants further scrutiny. And so far, the jury's out. So, okay, so if we go back to like the original video, so like, here, hold on. So like, here, Doug, look, look at me. So for like, look at how far away. Could this be the Loch Ness monster? And then he zooms in and like, he, you're, so, so for those of you that aren't watching the video like right now or like you'd never see it. So it's like a news film, but like if you fast forward, you'll see the bit. So it, the camera starts off very wide and you can very clearly like see something. So this is in 2007. So camera quality for cameras that you could buy on your own were not, not that like good. that good. This is like when VHS cameras, I'm pretty sure were still a thing. So like it starts out, he zoomed out very, uh, oh, let me play a little bit. He zoomed out very far and then he, like you can already see something and then he zooms in and it becomes a lot clearer that something's like definitely moving like in the water and it's, it is very long. It's kind of sizable, yeah. It's very, uh, very, very sizable. And then if you want to read some YouTube comments real quick, uh, this dude being real nice says it doesn't look like a damn thing to me buy a real camera dude <laughs> uh not thinking that this is in 2007 not like this one omg i can't believe it nessie has arisen <laughs> and this dude uh is a uh, an armchair loch ness monster expert he said the loch ness monster has the least credibility in 2003 bbc did a total sonar investigation of the loch and found nothing the evidence is in, or rather, there is no evidence. It's all anecdotal or hoaxes or misinterpretation of other known phenomena or organisms. Anyone saying different is trying to sell you something. Oh. Uh, I feel like I'm going to side with that guy. That's, that's, that's just what I think. I don't think the Loch Ness Monster is real. You don't think? We're no. not done yet. I know. We'll try to prove me wrong. All right, so nope. Uh, that one looked that that looked it, it definitely could be plausible, but like this dude saying it's an otter or a seal, 
you just like from where he like starts out and you can see how big it is and then you zoom in and it just gets bigger like if i was like standing out in the like far from like the lock or whatever and i like i wouldn't be able to see an otter swimming that far away making that big of like having like that big of like a well yeah but i feel like dark a, trail a, a monster him. as big as loch ness monster would be more noticeable than something just barely brushing the surface of the water and well, swimming the, swimming so calmly too well the loch ness isn't clear water like it's very like murky. well yeah but i mean i think that it would have breached the water and it would be a much more sizable if it was a prehistoric like yeah creature. okay i guess you're right so, uh, on August 24th of 2011, the Loch, Loch Ness boat captain Marcus Atkinson photographed a sonar image of a 4.9 foot wide unidentified object which seemed to follow its boat for two minutes in a depth of 75 feet. Too small. Uh, and ruled out the possibility of a f- small fish or seal. And in April of 2012, a scientist from the National Ocea- Oceanography Center said that the image is a bloom of algae and zooplankton. Oceanography. So I wonder if I could do... Let's see. Uh, Marcus Atkinson sonar image. Loch Ness. Images. Oh, there it is. So there's... there's so like... It's kind of an interesting photo, but... I don't know. I don't really know what sonar is supposed to look like, so I, I like guess I that. can't really, I can't really be one to be like, oh, that, I, I guess it does look like algae. It's very interesting. So, on August third of twenty twelve, uh, skipper George Edwards claimed that a photo he took on November second of twenty eleven shows, quote air quote Nessie. Uh, Edwards claims to have searched for the monster for 26 years and reportedly spent 60 hours per week on the lock aboard his boat, Nessie Hunter 4, taking two risks for rides on the lake. Edwards said, in my opinion, it probably looks kind of like a manatee, but not a mammal. Uh, When people see three humps, they're probably just seeing three separate monsters. Uh, Other researchers have questioned the photograph's authenticity in the Loch Ness. Researcher Steve Feltham suggested that the object in the water is a fiberglass hump used in a National Geographic Channel documentary in which Edwards had participated. Uh, Researcher Dick Rayner had questioned Edwards' claim of discovering a deeper bottom of Loch Ness, which Rayner calls Edwards Deep. He found inconsistencies between Edwards' claims for the location and conditions of the photograph and the actual location and weather conditions that day. According to Rayner, Edwards told him he had faked a photograph in 1986, which he claimed it was genuine in the Nat Geo documentary. Although Edwards admitted in 2013 that his 2011 photograph was a hoax, he insisted that the 1986 photograph was genuine. So, George Edwards... Photograph. Loch Ness. It's a lot of typing. Well, you know, images. That's it. I don't know what that is, but that. Oh, no, look. Here he is. What that is? He's sitting right here next to the thing that was taken. Like, look at this. What is that? That's like, it's like a prop, it looks like. It's like the spine of something, so it's made out to be like the spine of Loch Ness. What? Yeah. So that's fake. <laughs> so that... Fake. Debunked. Let's move on. That maybe... <laughs> that, uh... 
That was very uh, fake. So don't even bother looking up that one. Photograph. In a Def Leppard mood today. Ugh. Okay. So up next, we have a video. So on August 27, 2013, tourist David Elder presented a five-minute video of a mysterious wave in the lock. According to Elder, the wave was produced by a 15-foot solid black object just under the surface of the water. Elder, who's 50, from East Kilbride, South Lanarkshire, was taking a picture of a swan at the Fort Augustus Pier to the southwestern end of the lock when he captured the movement. He said, the water was very still at the time and there were no ripples coming off the wave, no other activity on the water. Skeptics suggested that the wave may have been caused by a wind gust. Hmm. Well, Doug, here's the video. A wind gust. Interesting. There's no sound? Uh. Oh, it was published on YouTube by David Elder himself. We don't need sound. We need to be like talking about it because it's just literally just him breathing in the water. <laughs> so look, it kind of like it moves and then I don't know if it'll like disappear. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, look, it just disappears. Have you not been seeing this? No. Oh, there it is. Look, did you really not see any of this when it started? I need glasses. Look right there. I see All it. of this, and it, it's gonna move to the left, and then it'll just disappear. So like here, it's moving, it's moving. And then it's just like... So this is a video from 2013, or is this some... No, it was published August 13, 2013 on YouTube. Well, yeah, but the video doesn't look like it's from 2013. I'm sure it is. It looks older than that. What? It looks pretty clear. 2013, six years ago. God, wow, six, six years, years ago. ago? Jesus, dude. So... Damn. Ooh. Okay, so on April 19, 2014, it was reported that a satellite image on Apple Maps showed what appeared to be a large creature just below the surface of Loch Ness. This might have to be the last one. Yeah, probably. I gotta go. Uh, At the locks far north, the image appeared about 30 meters or 98 feet long. I want to see it. Possible explanations were the wake of a boat, with the boat itself lost in image stitching or low contrast, seal-caused ripples or floating Say, what was the size? Uh, About 98 feet long. See, that seems more Loch Nessy right there. More plesiosaur? Yeah. There's the name of it. I asked you that earlier. I said it like four times already. Yeah, but I asked you... What the dinosaur was that had the flippers? I didn't know it. You I said read megalodon earlier. That megalodon was a joke. Stupid joke. It was a really dumb joke. Kind of hurt my feelings. Holy sh- shit! <laughs> Let's see it. Look at that thing. Dang. Now that looks. Uh, that looks. Very interesting. That looks, That's okay. So, being from the south, and, doesn't have the same head. Yeah, from us, like speaking on, uh, like just like being in the south and being around boats a lot. A boat has never made a wake like that. Eh, maybe. Well, because like, look, like it, it rounds out here, and then it thins out a little bit, and then That's it suddenly true. just shoots out. Like we don't know what kind of boat we're talking about here. You ever seen a boat make a wake that's that big? Well, it depends on the shape of its hull. It might. I know, but still, but look. What you're saying is like, okay, so like 
there's like a little thing right there, then it thins out, and then it juts out. It looks more like a megalodon to me. And then it just skins out. That's really interesting. We have we cool have one looking. more, one more of evidence, more. and then like then we can stop recording and come back to this later. All right. All right. So All the right. last right. thing of evidence is a uh, so Google commemorated the 81st anniversary of the surgeon's photo with a Google Doodle, and added a new feature to Google Street View, which with which users can explore the lock above and below the water. What? Google reportedly spent a week at Loch Ness collecting imagery with a Street View tracker camera, attaching it to a boat to photograph above the surface, and collaborating with members of the Caitlin Sea View Survey to photograph underwater. So let me try, let's see, Google Street View uh, Loch Ness. Oh, so there's, there's no images, it's just like, you can look yourself. Yeah. So that's like the last thing that you can do. I wonder if they caught But that, that Apple Maps photograph, I look kind of legit. Helicopter. All right, we're back. Can you hear that? That thing's like... Yeah. Oh, my God. I wonder if that picked, picked up. up. I don't know. <laughs> but so we're back. Uh, it's now Friday. We uh, we, rec- we were recording last night. Douglas had to go to work. And then uh, we decided to finish up the recording. It was a big storm last night. Today. I didn't feel like, yeah. I didn't feel like getting stuck here. Yeah, it was it was a very bad storm. Tornado warning and anything. So, Douglas, um, as you know, we were talking about the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, right. Yeah. To, to the people, they know exactly what's going on. But to us, you know, it's been a few hours. It's been like I don't know. almost 24 something, hours. Something interesting happened uh, on my, while I was walking here from class. Yeah? Uh, old, old, old friend of mine who I've known since preschool. You, you know him too, Charles Green. Char- yeah. DM me. I'll read out his, uh, his DM because we got some, some feedback. You went to preschool with us? Yeah, pretty what? sure. Anyway, he said, so. uh, your nights, he DM'd me. He said, your Nightsome's podcast is great. I've binge listened to every episode this week while at work. That's impressive. Yeah. I salute to that. That's yeah. like 30 episodes. <laughs> so that, that is like 30 episodes. Shot, that's like so that's impressive. almost 30 hours of material. Go, this is my favorite part. All of the episodes are very informative and entertaining. Yeah. And I look forward to the next episode. And then I responded back to him and everything. But thank you, Charles, for reaching out to us and... Uh, Giving us some feedback. Yeah. We're, we're slowly getting some constant, like some more more feedback from people. Yeah, I really I, like that. I like it. I like that a lot. I like it too. Well, Doug, so the last thing we talked about was the, uh, was like all the evidence. Like all the, the sightings and everything. And yeah. So now I'm just, I'm not going to go into great detail uh, just to like save time. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off all of the searches for the Loch Ness Monster that have taken place and the years that they took place. All right. Because uh, just to save time, you know, they all the searches essentially do the same thing. They're looking for a giant plesiosaur, essentially. So there's not. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about that just to save time because I want to get into some other stuff about the Loch Ness. So the first uh, search for the monster was in 1934. It was known as the Edward Mountain Expedition. Hold up, uh-huh. <laughs> Mountain Expedition? I thought this was in a lake. Ed- Edward Mountain is the name. He financed the search. Oh, okay. Never mind. The next one was until uh, 1962, and it was actually the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau, or the LNPIB, which is a UK-based society, and it was from, it lasted uh, 
from 1962 to 1972, and they essentially dedicated all their time to looking for the Loch Ness. Hmm. Uh, there was a sonar study taken uh, from 1966 or 1967 and 1968 uh, by the chair of the Department of Electronic and Electrical Engineering at the University of Birmingham. In uh, England, and then not in Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so Robert H. Rhines led a group of researchers on four different studies from 1972, 1975, 2001, and 2008. This guy's old. Yeah, and uh, jeez. In 2008, uh, this is just kind of interesting. Uh, he theorized that the creature may have become extinct, citing the lack of significant sonar readings and a decline in eyewitness accounts, which kind of makes sense because there was a lot like in the from like the 30s to the 70s, and then yeah. Quickly- Wait, hold on. What's the what's what are the times that he did a search? Uh, seventy two, seventy five, oh one, and oh eight. Huh. So okay. So here's my theory about this. Okay. So he just got married, in like seventy seventies. You know, he okay. starts obsessing over the Loch Ness, and he forgets about it for a little bit. But then in two thousand one, he starts talking about it, and then his wife breaks up with him. They have a divorce, and then he starts searching for the monster because he knows that's his true love. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that's uh, accurate drop my ball cap <laughs> so there was another thing there was another search in 1987 called operation deep scan and i guess because this one is kind of uh, confusing it was just 24 boats equipped with echo sounder equipment were deployed across the width of the lock and simultaneously sent acoustic waves so kind of like uh like what bats do they have sonar. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so so oh, and sonar expert uh, Daryl Lawrence. I he think do- it's sonar. He donated a a number of echo sonar units in the operation, and then uh, to summarize it, Lawrence Wait. was quoted what? Isn't isn't there a echolocation? Echolocation. There yeah, that's go. it. Not. So, I mean, I, I guess it works. I think it works. I think it works like sonar, but it's yeah. like so after the whole thing. Operation Lawrence was quoted as saying, there's something here that we don't understand, and there's something here that's larger than a fish, maybe some species that hasn't been detected before. I don't know. So in 2003, the BBC sponsored a search for the lock using 600 sonar beams and satellites. The search had sufficient resolution to identify a small buoy. No animal of substantial size was found, and despite their high hopes, the scientists involved admitted that this proved the Loch Ness Monster was a myth. Myth. And so it was made into like a documentary, and it aired on BBC One in 2003. So last year, uh, an international team consisting of researchers from the universities of universities of Otago, Copenhagen, Hull, and the Highlands and Islands did a DNA survey of the lake in June 2018, looking for unusual species. The results are expected in 2019. Oh God, what month? It just says 2019. If I had to guess, June. I don't know. It's a good guess. Wait a minute. I mean, it, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about it, so probably in like I mean, it's from either, May to December. It's either they have yet to release it or nothing happened. That is true. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Loch Ness Monster is just a, I don't know. So a number of explanations have been suggested to account for sightings of the creature. Uh, according to Ronald Binns, a former member of the Loch Ness Phenomenon. Okay, I don't understand why they have to keep reiterating who this dude is. Ronald Binns is a big dude. He's the bender. Uh, he says there's probably no single explanation of the monster. He wrote two skeptical, bo- skeptical books, 
1983 book, The Loch Ness Mystery Solved. And in 2017, he wrote The Loch Ness Mystery Reloaded. Ooh, I like that title. Yeah. In these, he contends that an aspect of human psychology is the ability of the eye to see what it wants and expects to see. They may be categorized as misidentifications of known animals, misidentifications of inanimate objects or effects, reinterpretations of Scottish folklore, hoaxes, and exotic species of large animals. Would you stop that? Sorry, stop I, tapping your I thigh. I have a song stuck in my head. Uh, Benz does not call the sightings a hoax, but a myth in the true sense of the term, and states that the monster is a sociological phenomenon. And so after the 1983 search for the possibility that there just might be continues to enthrall a small number for whom eyewitness evidence outweighs all other considerations. It's kind of a confusing quote. But essentially, (laughs) according to uh, Ronald Benz, who's been working on this since like the 50s, I think is when it was, he essentially... He's still out there? Huh? He's still out there doing stuff? Why'd you have to yell that? I'm right in front of you. Well, I was like surprised. He's still out there? I didn't, didn't yell that, that loud. Nah, I heard, I'm sitting right next to you. I heard it. He didn't, I did not yell that loud. Whatever. Anyways, he uh, he essentially concluded that it's uh, essentially your mind wanting to see what it's been told. Does yeah. that makes sense. Like can like tr- kind of like tricking. Like you see something floating in the water, and you instantly want to be like, "Oh, that's the Loch Ness monster." Yeah, it's like it's like how we always want the stuff we get cover to be real. Yeah, we don't help. No, we don't have at all. <laughs> so there's we been need a, to have like a skeptic on. So there's been a, a bunch of misidentification of this. Uh, wakes have been reported when the lock is calm with no boats nearby. Bartender David Munro <laughs> yeah. rep- reported a wake he believed was a creature zigzagging, diving, and reappearing. And there were supposedly like 26 other witnesses from a nearby car park. Although some sightings describe a V-shaped wake similar to a boat, others report something not conforming to the shape of a boat. So, and that that's just titled bird wakes. So, uh, I don't know. And then it also talks about how eels were a, a theory. Uh, eels are found in Loch Ness, and an unusually large one would explain many sightings. So, this is just another like these are like essentially like. Uh, skeptics essentially saying what it actually is but then in this one uh elephant so in in another elephant in a 1979 article california biologist dennis power and geographer donald johnson claimed that the surgeon's photograph was the top of the head extending extended shrunk and flared nostrils of a swimming elephant photographed elsewhere and claimed to be from loch ness so in 2006 uh Paleontologist and artist Neil Clark suggested the traveling circuses might have allowed elephants to bathe in the lock. The trunk could be the perceived head and neck, with the head and back the perceived humps. In support of this, Clark made a painting. Ooh, I want to see it. I don't. There's no painting. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> so where's another, the painting? I don't know. So another Clark. another theory is that it's a Greenland shark. So uh, Jeremy Wade who I'm pretty sure is the host of River Monsters. Yeah, look at him. Now, he guy. looks scary. He's a, Well, he's on a show that focuses on River Monsters. So have you seen that show? 
Yeah. The stuff that they it's find freaky. is freaky. Yeah. yeah. So he investigated uh, the Loch Ness in 2013 as part of a series for River Monsters and concluded that it is a Greenland shark. What does a Greenland shark look like, you may ask, Douglas? The Loch Ness Monster. It, it looks like that. Oh. Looks essentially like a small whale shark. Like a shark. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so the Greenland shark, which can reach up to 20 feet in length, inhabits the North Atlantic Ocean around Canada, Greenland, Iceland, Norway, and possibly Scotland. Scotland. So like... Not Scotland. 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 So it is dark in color with a small dorsal fin. And according to biologist Bruce Wright, the Greenland shark could survive in fresh water. And Loch Ness has an abundance of salmon and other fish. It's uh, actually Salmon. Salmon. Salmon? Salmon. Uh, salmon. So it's also believed to be a catfish, an unusually <laughs> large specimen of the Wells catfish, I'm pretty sure. It's also believed to just be like like any other animals, and people, again, are just like... Like Ronald Benz is sitting here like... Uh, Loch Ness has resident otters, and it, photos of them and deer swimming the Loch Ness, which were cited by uh, Ronald... Uh, according to Ben or Ronald, this is so confusing how many times they have his name. According to Ronald, birds may be mistaken for a head and neck sighting. So Ronald, yeah. Ronald Benz is just like, he's here to just like defunct. Made it to be a big bird. Everything. Uh, it's also believed that the sightings of Loch Ness have just been trees, sieges, which is a large oscillation of a lake. Large oscillation. It's like a standing wave. Uh, optical effects. Seismic gas. How the hell is it seismic gas? I mean, it could. Oh, seismic is like. Apparently, yeah, due to like, because like, it'll make like waves. Yeah, you and know like, what seismic activity is, right? Yeah. It's like it's an like, earthquake. Yeah. I like know. gas, like with that, I think it means like underneath the lake, it, it'll. If there's like a plate boundary or something underneath it or something. I know, I know. Which I doubt there is. I know, I know. So, and it releases the gas. The gas bubble so comes there, up. Boom, wave. Yeah, I know. So there have been a number of hoaxes. Hoax attempts, I should say. Uh, some of which were successful. So in August 1933, Italian journalist Francesco Gasparini. <laughs> thank you. Journalist. What? Did you say journalist? Did I say journalist? I think you said journalist. <sighs> Press. Jenks, Yemi Soda. In August 1933, Italian Soda. journalist Francesco Gasparini. It's actually beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> submitted what he said was the first news article on the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, in 1959, he reported citing a strange fish and fabricated eyewitness accounts. He was uh, quoted as saying, I had the inspiration to get hold of the item about the strange fish. The idea of the monster had never dawned on me, but then I noted that the strange fish would not yield a long article. I decided to promote the imaginary being to the rank of monster without further ado. So in the 30s, big game hunter, huh, whoa, Marmaduke Wetherill, oh, that's a nice name, Marmaduke, <laughs> went to Loch Ness to look for the monster. Wetherill claimed to have found footprints, but when cast of the footprints were sent to scientists for analysis, they turned out to be from a hippo the hell oh a prankster had used a hippo foot umbrella stand <laughs> what they make hippo foot umbrella stands okay hold on. <laughs> hippo 
Hippo foot, foot. umbrella stand. Okay. Umbrella stand. So like someone's Oh, what the f- Someone's umbrella, so like someone set up for a beach day. What the is that heck? What that is? Apparently they this is like a real thing. You, you just, oh, it's like an actual hippo's yeah, foot. Yeah, look, it's like real like <laughs> not like a legit hippo's well, foot, yeah, but, but like it looks like it. That's weird. That's so why would people get How those? would that let how would that keep an umbrella from I don't know. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway, umbrella stand. In 1972, a team of zoologists from Yorkshire's Flamingo Park Zoo, searching for the monster, discovered a large body floating in the water. Uh, the corpse measured 16 to 18 feet long and weighed as much as 1.5 tons, and it was described by the Press Association as having a, a bear's head and brown scaly body with claw-like fins. The creature was placed in a van to be carried away for testing, but police seized the cadaver under an act of parliament prohibiting the removal of unidentified creatures from Loch Ness. It was later revealed that Flamingo Park Education Officer John Shield shaved the whiskers and otherwise disfigured a bull elephant seal, which had died the week before, and dumped it in Loch Ness due to dupe his colleagues. So in 2003, Gerald McSorley discovered a fossil, supposedly from the creature, when he tripped and fell into the loch. <laughs> and after examination, it was clear that the fossil had been planted. So uh, in 2000... <laughs> the guy's such an idiot. <laughs> you trip and fall into the loch. And then just stumble upon a just fossil. Just happen to find yeah. a fossil. <laughs> Hey, how'd you find that fossil? I tripped. (laughs) It's crazy. Why don't more paleontologists just trip and land on shit? (laughs) Like, that makes... That's so... That's such a weird, like, explanation. I mean, I guess it worked out for him. Somewhat. No, it didn't. It was proven to be fake. He fell into the lock for no reason. He thought he had everything going for him. He's like, dude, I just got this breakthrough. You want to be convincing? I'm going to break my arm when I fall in. And people will be like... I sympathize with you. That's real. <laughs> you just sitting there with a crooked arm, like it's real. I promise. Yeah. This is trust real. me. Trust my broken arm. <laughs> yeah, you see this arm? It's real. <laughs> so in two thousand four, <laughs> two thousand four, a five TV documentary team using cinematic special effects experts tried to convince people that there was something in the lock. They constructed an animatronic model of a ples, ples, plesiosaur, calling it. I was about to say you. you uh... You've said that multiple times. Oh, I've heard about this. Words confuse me. Yeah. Uh, despite setbacks, including Lucy failing, falling to the bottom of the lock. Poor Lucy. <laughs> about. <laughs> imagine spending like half a million dollars on this animatronic, and like you put it in the water, and you look back, and you're like, "Guys, where's Lucy? Lucy's Lucy's who sinking. Was, who was watching Lucy? <laughs> oh, that that was me. Damn it, Jim. Where is it? You know, uh. Fred, it, it probably sank, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I saw a bird over there, and I just I had to go look. It was the weirdest bird I have ever seen. And so I walked over there. I looked back. Lucy's gone. The bird ate my sandwich, too. So despite Lucy, rest in peace, Poor Lucy. Uh, sinking in the bottom, about 600 sightings were reported when she was placed. So the last hoax, or the last known one, uh, in 2005, two students claimed to have found a large tooth embedded in the bo- body of a deer on the lock shore. They publicized the find, setting up a website, but expert analysis soon revealed that the tooth was the antler of a moont jack. Moont jack? Uh, moont is that jack one of the... is a, er, there's 
small deer uh, native to South Asia. What? Yeah. So the tooth was a publicity. We're in Scotland. I know, but you can still get it. Migration. Sure, migration. <laughs> so the tooth was a publicity stunt uh, to promote a horror novel by Steve Alton called The Lock. Real quick, a little fun fact about The Lock. Oh, damn, the, I, really, the novel? I really was hoping you could look up re- like reviews. That's kind of upsetting. You said it was a novel, right? Yeah, a novel. Horror novel by Steve Alton, The Lock. The Lock. Yeah. So, uh, it's believed... So, uh, in 1933, that's when it was first suggested to that if it is real, it's a plesiosaur. It's also believed to be a long-necked giant amphibian, like a newt. So much jangling the keys on my dorm. I don't appreciate that. In 1968, F.W. Holiday proposed that Nessie and other lake monsters, such as the Morag, oh, the Morag, oh, is this the nickname for the? Why? Why would they call it Morag if it's the same thing? Oh wait, no. Oh no, the Morag. It's it's a lock. Monster. How do you, how do you spell Morag? M O R A G. It's just oh. it's just believed to be a, a a lock monster, like in Morag. Yeah. Oh, it apparently has. Oh, nope. That says region, not religion. Uh, so he so F W. Uh, he believed that Nessie and other large monsters were uh maybe large invertebrate such as a bristle worm. So uh, a bristle worm are a paraphyletic <laughs> class of annelid worms, generally marine. That's uh, kind of creepy. Here's a picture of them, drawn. Big old worm. It's, it's drawn picture. Ew. But it's still a picture. That's weird. Uh, oh, and there's more than ten thousand species. In uh, in that. It's oh. kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, so FW cited the extinct. Tulin monstrum as an example of the shape. And the Tuli monstrum is an extinct genus of soft-bodied bilaterian that lived in shallow tropical coastal waters of muddy estuaries during the Pennsylvanian geological period. So where are we going with this? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. There's a lot of information on the lock. Essentially, okay, so the lock... If it is real, it's believed to be either a the, lo- the lock is real. The Loch Ness, Nessie. She's believed if she is the real, Loch Ness is the name of the lake. Nessie, if it's real. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you on your own. Don't uh, touch me. <laughs> so Nessie, there you go. If real, is believed to be either a plesiosaur, a long neck newt, or an invertebrate. I I would think it's I, every sort of story i've read is it's always in picture i've seen it looks like a plesiosaur yeah and here's fins. a picture of a plesiosaur yeah. skeleton yeah see that's what i think it would be yeah so it wouldn't be a monster it'd be just you know a prehistoric animal so to summarize everything that we've just read to you and i don't even know how long it's been um it's the been loch ness, over 24 hours probably the, shut up <laughs> the loch ness uh has been cited air quotes many a times uh it's been written about since the sixth century uh-huh. um it's been a subject for 
a lot of tests, some that have resulted in uh, very extraordinary findings, some of them resulted in no findings. And so it's been around from the 6th century and it's 2019 and people still believe in it. So that's it. That's all I have on the Loch Ness. So I guess, Doug, as always, uh, I'm going to start off the ending with uh, the question, what do you think about Loch Ness Monster? I don't think it's real. You don't think it's real at all? No, I don't believe in it. No? Nope. Why? I'm a skeptic. You're skeptic? That's the first time I think you haven't believed in something in 30 episodes. Probably, yeah, I'd believe that. I think that's the <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> so you you don't think it's real? Why? No, it's just the so the lack of evidence, like but, good like, evidence compared to like solid evidence compared to something like Bigfoot. Yeah, lack of hard evidence. Bigfoot's close. I don't know. There's not really a lot of good I evidence. I feel like on that I too. should redo Bigfoot in the future because I feel like I didn't do it justice. Well, I got to find a really good monster for the next episode. For the finale. Yeah, yeah. But so you. You you're not convinced that Loch Ness is real? No, I mean, I'd, would it would I if it were real? Would I like it to be real? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think it's cool. It's a freaking plesiosaur mm-hmm. still alive, or a giant newt, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I I I guess I'm kind of the same way. Like, I think there is like a uh like a a, 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 a like a lake monster essentially. Like in the Loch Ness, maybe there's a few of uh, rare species of fish that aren't like indigenous to that area or something. I don't think there's an actual like plesiosaur swimming around in there. No. I think maybe there could have been at one point, and like all of other plus all other plesiosaur, it's now extinct. Like Ronald Binns was even like, or no, it wasn't uh, Ronald Binns. It was um, it was a different guy. Oh no, it it was it was a different like uh like expert or something he essentially said that like ha- has something lived in Loch Ness before probably but now it's it's probably gone so I think that maybe like some like maybe in like early because like early 6th century even like is a possibility I think something definitely has lived there but I don't think something as crazy as a plesiosaur is still there mm-hmm. if that makes sense well I th- I, I want to propose a theory okay hit me up so Back when the dinosaurs were around and plesiosaurs were in abundance, maybe mm. when Scotland maybe was underwater at one point. Was maybe? Scotland ever underwater? I don't know. I mean, there was this thing the way back when when the Ice Age was going on. God. And um, there's this thing called the Glacial Maximum okay. that covered pretty much the top half and bottom portions of the earth in uh ice so whenever that all melted off maybe scotland was all underwater for some point like an ice cap yeah something like that and so maybe uh the lake was a part of a bigger body of water and then that body of water like islands formed you know around like islands like like england england formed Uh or something and so that trapped uk yeah, whatever. The UK, Scotland's not a part of England. Is it not? No. That's what? The UK, the UK is like that whole area. England is the biggest island, and then you have Ireland and Scotland right next to it. It's England, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of ending this, it's England. Hey, we beat them in the war, so high five to that. I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Savannah shows up, thinks she owns the place. She thought Haiti was a part of Africa. 
She, oh my yeah, god! I know. She also thought there were uh, seven. Stop. She also thought there were seven million people in the world and five million in the U.S. Oh, five million in the U.S. I don't understand how how she got that number. There's more than that in just China alone. Whatever. Um, okay, so back to what I was saying. Yeah. So a plesiosaur probably got trapped in the lake, mm-hmm. you know, but then it died off. But now it's the ghost of the plesiosaur. <laughs> That's my so, theory. Okay, so instead instead of believing that there's a river monster in Loch Ness, it's you the think ghost there's of, a ghost of a plesiosaur of an extinct plesiosaur. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are in the world? Dumbass. Does she still not know? No. Way to Google it real fast. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's well, I, don't, I think anyway, it's more. Anyway, we're gonna leave because Savannah's brought down the whole mode. Yeah, she just. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, happy Friday. Monster Series Part Five wraps up next week with uh, Douglas. It'll be a good one. Hopefully, he gives us a banger. Sorry if this one kind of dragged on. There's just a lot of information about the lock, and I I, I wanted to cover it all. I'm trying to get in the groove of going over more, like more, getting yeah. a lot more info to, to have a lot more clarity. If it was too much, I apologize. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, Douglas. Where can they find us? Uh, in Mobile, uh, Alabama. <laughs> oh, social media. Oh, social media. Social media. Um, at nightswims.podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, try and find us on Twitter if you feel like it. We don't really post a lot there. We also apparently have a Facebook. We do I have a Facebook, about. yeah. Yeah, just search Nightswims Podcast. Actually, I always have fun searching Nightswims Podcast on Google. Yeah, it's See what cool. pops up, yeah. We actually like are the top results. Yeah, I know. No one else has a. It's oh, called Nightsome's podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool. It is cool. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Actually, I found us on one of the top like uh, weird topic podcasts on a website. One of the like the top twenty. Why didn't you screenshot it? I didn't know. Dude. It wasn't like numbered. It was, we were just featured on it. You still should have taken a picture of it. Whatever. That's a big deal. Whatever. <laughs> it was in twenty eighteen. We're gonna talk about it after we finish recording. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Any, Bye. Any final thoughts? Later. I'll see you later. <laughs> Why do you always make it so awkward? I was saying bye. You haven't stopped it yet. I haven't because you make it awkward. Well, when I say bye, you should stop it. Make it make it cool. I don't. I'm not cool. I don't know how to do that. Hold on. I, I thought of something. Okay. Uh, skip it of lamb. See you later. I'm looking for Stop it. I'm looking, <laughs> Just, I'm looking uh Hey, you've for, already made that joke. Looking you've for already made that joke. Host. That makes you that makes you uncool. DM us on Instagram if you're willing to replace Douglas. Bye bye.